Welcome to Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Today we have Nia Yenefin. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Yay! It's great to have you here. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Thank you for coming all the way to my funny apartment. Um, yes. You are now based in Berlin. Yes, I am based in Berlin, officially. Officially, that's so exciting. Yeah. And so I was asking, uh, I was starting to ask just before we started recording, mm -hmm. what uh, on what like basis are you staying in Germany? Like, what's the visa situation? Mm -hmm. Have you got, do you want to talk about it on, on a public? Yeah, yeah, I got it now, so I'm good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if, if I ain't got it, I'm like, ooh, uh, you know. But no, I actually got it. Um, so three years I'm here, mm -hmm. so I have it as an artist, uh, as a producer, and as a uh, author. Fantastic! Yeah, so that's got so that. cool. I never had the balls to apply for an artist visa, um, but it also just worked out that I uh, I became an artist like after I got the visa that said I can do whatever I want work wise. Really? So it was like I just started comedy uh, when I was applying for my next visa, and I went in with a contract for a, for this job at a kindergarten that I had, and oh, they were nice. like, oh. Um, you can have this 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 job. That's fine, and you can also uh, have this visa now that lets you do whatever you want. Really? Yes. So um, I, I'd never heard of that, and I didn't know that was even a possibility. And um, yeah, and so I've been wow. on that visa ever since, and I'm now looking at getting permanent residency and then in citizenship. But yeah. Oh wow! Hold on. So what kind of visa is that that they say you could do anything on top of being a kindergarten teacher? Bro, I have no idea. They were just like, look, you've 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 struggled long enough with yeah. your freelance shit. <laughs> uh, so we're just gonna let you do whatever now because you've oh, been paying shit. into the system and you know all your records are good. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, all and right. maybe maybe it was because I was working at a kindergarten and that is like a, a need like a needed job uh here maybe and so they're like uh oh, bitch is really helping so yeah <laughs> i mean you know and then kids are bad so if you put it that's your time basically i love kids so much though i i often will like when i meditate or i just sort of have a moment of like relaxing trying not to like think about work my mind will often go back to the kids from this specific kindergarten that i worked at wow. and there was this group of kids that i just like I have, I still have so much love for that. Like, and I can remember all their little faces and how I'd like walk into the room and that I'll scream my name and run to me and hug my legs and want to like nap. To, like I just wow. had the most beautiful experience with these kids. It, it stood in like stark contrast with the colleagues that I had, mm -hmm. which, uh, Caused me a lot of emotional trauma, like, and really, um, well, yeah, no physical trauma. They, they traumatized me. They were bullies, and I had wow. a really bad, not all of them, but there were a few that were fucking horrible. And, yeah, um, yeah but but the children, the experience with the kids was just the best fucking thing. Wow. And these are German kids, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are German kids like, you know, I, I mean, there's stereotypes about Germany, or were they mm -hmm. like polite and this and that, and they cause any trouble and didn't yell or something like that? Was oh, that like nah. a thing? Or? Kids are kids. Yeah. Kids are kids. But um, I do, I do have a bit in my um, in my solo, uh, which shows just how German German kids can be. Right? Okay, all yeah. right. I got, I got to check that out because yeah, yeah I, I, have, I have a couple of stereotypes, but I make sure not to, you know. I think, I think all germ, like all children, uh, enjoy being right, like much like adults do, but kids even more because they spend all their like their entire life is being is them being told that they're doing something wrong because they're yeah. kids right so i think all kids regardless of culture like to be right but mm -hmm. i think german children have a little bit more get a little bit more joy from being correct with like things yeah. that maybe other cultural like other culture kids wouldn't care that much about right like, they wouldn't be so specific on like they're like they're as um uh picky about like german language as german adults are 
Cause really? Yeah, because like I guess that they get that oh, from their parents as well, shit. right? So like, yeah. if you mispronounce something, they will correct each other. Right. Whereas I think English speaking kids, like, because there's so much diversity in culture. Yeah. Like, oh, you can say that word like that, and you can say that word like that, and no one gives wow. a shit. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> oh shit! So they're more focused on being correct than anything. Yeah, 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 yeah for that. sure. But about specifically German things, I'd say like German language, or maybe mm-hmm. like um. Like, yeah, because, yeah, Germany is so rule focused. I think it then comes mm, out. And that kids. comes with the culture. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's so interesting because, yeah, as a kid or even kids, I know we just want to make sure we was like just right enough so we don't get a beating, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it wasn't, ma- you know, it was like whatever needs to be said so I can avoid a beating for today. That was we live day to day to avoid beatings, you know. Jesus. So right or wrong, we just like, well, I didn't get beat today. So today was a good day. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that still some, like is that just from your generation or is that does that continue in your kind of community in in the states? Yeah, it still does. I mean, now it's like varied. So like it's more of a, um, let's just say now the the timeline from when it happens to when it stops have been shortened. Okay. So before it was just like it, it, it was until you just had you showed enough strength mm-hmm. to fight back. Then it was like, all right, well, hey, this is where the buck stops because the power levels are matching. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But now it's like, all right, you got therapy, you got this, you got hotlines to snitch on your parents. So, like, you know, you have things now. <laughs> I like how it's not like hotlines to, like, get support. It's hotlines to snitch on your parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a threat now. You know, you're like, oh, shit, this hotline is easy to call. Even a kid can do it. Let me chill out, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, now it's shortened. So now, like, you know, I have nieces and nephews that, you know, they got beatings or whatever. But now the timeline's a lot shorter than what i remember mm-hmm. yeah. interesting because um ah uh who's the comic um fuck i love this comedian he's got like it's, i feel like he's got a really white name but he's um i'm pretty sure he's new york based uh. he was in the army he fought in afghanistan he's like the first comic on one of the netflix um mm. but, uh not not uh ball head dude yeah maybe um, um from houston texas maybe not uh ali sadiq no, uh, Ali Sadiq is such not a white name. No, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google black uh, Netflix Ali, comedian. Ali Sadiq is the most uh, I don't know what that um, yeah, most blackest name or Muslim. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that sounds pretty. Um, where not Chris Rock? Come on, Kevin Hart. No, no Kevin, he's, he's he's a bit smaller time. <laughs> Kevin Hart is definitely not in the army. Ah, uh, uh, God, what's his name? He's really fucking good. Um, hmm. This is killing me. Uh, I'm going to have to do this now because this is the second time I've referenced him. Oh, shit. And, um, and he's, he's got this brilliant bit on... Um, he's got many brilliant bits. His bit on uh, police brutality in the States yeah. is fucking, um, fucking amazing. Right. Um, let me just quickly check. Oh, this oh, is shit. not the right time to German do this, Netflix, but. okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got German Netflix. For oh, shower. shit. Okay. Kunk on Earth. <laughs> yeah. All right, <laughs> whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> it's this one. He's on the stand-ups, and he's the first one on the stand-ups. Oh, not Nate, the first nah. one. Uh, oh, this is first season. Okay, second, second season. season. Not Joe's. Oh, I haven't watched many of these. Jesus, I am sweating. By the way, are you huh? finding Brian Simpson? Brian Simpson. Oh, I. You know what? Yeah, he has the. Yeah, he has that. He has that joke about like uh, how black people are treated like pennies. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's a yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, he's got, he's got, he's such a good writer, and there like he's fantastic, and the vulnerability he sh- like because he was in um, the army. But I bring him up because um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. That's I, I think I've watched that like three times that, wow. that on the stand-up. So for those listening, it's season three of the stand-ups on Netflix. Brian Simpson, fucking legend. Um, such such good such good stand-up. Um, but his um, I bring him up because he's got this bit about his grandma yeah. beating the shit out of him. Oh shit! To the point where he was hospitalized. Ooh, damn! You know what's crazy? Cause like those beating like that. I say, oh, shit. But mm-hmm. then, like, in the back of my mind, I was like, that's not, it's not, I want to say not far-fetched. It's like, I can see that happening. Because, like, there was just a time where, like, just beatings was just a thing. Like, even my grandma. My grandma, she used to make me climb up the tree to grab branches so then she could beat me with it or something like that. And then, you know. That is so brutal, Yeah, Yeah, that tree had a lot of branches, man. I had beef <laughs> with that tree for years, you know. I was like, yo, why every season there's so many branches, you know. <laughs> You're like secretly, like I don't know, like pouring lemon, like I don't know, doing things to try and poison the tree. Yeah, so it I'm pissing growing. on the side of the tree. I'm like, yeah, I ate a whole, you know, a box of cereal and some milk. You know, hopefully you, hopefully you get diabetes and die or some shit. I don't. Know. <laughs> and it just still grew branches. Fuck, it's climb up, grab a branch so I can beat you with it. And yeah. then like, what was um? Okay, so I was definitely hit as a kid, mm-hmm. not heap, um, but my dad definitely like. I remember once he hit me so hard, like not so hard, but like mm-hmm. for me, my stand, like my level of stand, yeah, like I had kid, this huge yeah. red hand mark on my butt for right. like, for like, a, like a few days. Like that was Damn. as bad as it got. my mum would hit my brother with a wooden spoon. Yeah. This was a generation thing. Mum, we love you. My brother loves my mom. Yeah. We're all Love good. you, grandma. Rest in peace. Yeah. Ex- exactly. Um, and, uh, and look like even my brother was a bit violent with me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there were some moments where it was, uh, I, I would tell some stories to some people and like, whoa, that's hardcore. Yeah. It's like, he never cut me with a knife. He just threatened me with a knife, you know? I mean, that's brother and sister <laughs> shit. Exactly. I mean, that's how yeah. I see it. But other people are like, whoa, and have you dealt with this in therapy yet? I'm like, what? I mean, do they have siblings? <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, yes, I guess, but I guess they grew up in a different environment. I don't know how. I feel like there was a certain level of violence that was naturally assumed in a family space up until your up until you could fight back really up until your teens yeah yeah or you yeah. could or you could access those hotlines or whatever all right yeah yeah once you know how to dial the phone and dial those buttons fast enough that's when <laughs> shit stops you know and like, it's like okay all right this i think this person has matured enough to uh not fight again <laughs> yeah so maybe we can use our words um but instead of yeah like it's it's interesting that there's been such a well, it's interesting you're saying you're ne- like, you know, some people who's who, yeah, younger people, your nephews and nieces, there was still a window of kind of that culture, but yeah. then that, that stops. I feel like maybe people aren't talking about it um, in my communities, but I feel like there's been a, you know, like even sort of people in their early 20s, like let's say mm-hmm. my partner, <laughs> I don't think he's got any stories of getting beaten or hit by any of his parents. Really? And I think, I think that stands for like a lot of the people that he knows like i, I don't think what in argentina like he's where he's from he's like, from argentina but also like in spain and stuff like i, I feel like but what part of argentina because I, I i argentina i've heard it got some rough areas oh yeah like he's not poor so he's like uh, the thing is argentina's like you're either rich or you're fucking poor oh, okay so he's on the other side okay yeah he's on All the right. other side but but that said there might be some people in the in, in the rich side that still get beaten i don't know but yeah. but culturally i feel like people in their early 20s unless they're from maybe eastern europe mm-hmm. or like other cultures that I like, I'm sure there's plenty of them, but like, right, right. just doesn't seem like people are getting hit anymore. Like, it, yeah. like it's gone completely out of fashion, and it's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess 
I mean, I, I hmm, because you know what? I, I have this bit about like getting punched in the face early in life or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes when I ask the audience, sometimes it's kind of like either people pull back or kind of like, Ugh. but it's also funny too because then I, it's almost funny because like you can see some people where you can kind of see their demeanor. You like, I just stop pointing. My, I'm like, yo, you got punched in the face before? They're like, yeah, I did. I'm like, yo, it just, you know what I mean? Because they just have a stoic, you know. There's no anxiety too much, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're just like, look, I got punched in the face early, you know. And again, not saying you should get punched in the face early in life, you know. Uh, but you know, maybe you should. As as a <laughs> look, I'm speaking as a dude. As a dude, mm. it, it will happen. Mm. It, it, it's somewhere somehow. I think like, yeah. I, I know we live in a safer times, but when I grew up. There was no like you, there was no choice like you you walk you you just eventually gonna get hit in the face like it was just a matter of time you just walk down the wrong street yeah the wrong time somebody just be like hey give me your stuff you know or they just see you they're like hey let me just hit you real quick you know yeah um I've had multiple conversations about this topic which is comparing I don't like comparing because I don't think you should compare suffering generally. Mm-hmm. Fucking fruit flies. Mm. Uh, sorry. Uh, you leave a you leave something in the in the bin for just you know one or two yeah. days and boom. And it just come out. It's like what the fuck is going on? Like, come on, guys. Stop making to me be freezing to death right now. It's yeah, cold now. right. Fucking die. But, <laughs> um, but I've um with mainly with partners. Um, the argument that like um whether or not like black men have been more oppressed than uh, women, and I don't mm-hmm. think you can say women because there's all different like obviously black women more oppressed than black right. men, right? Like you can't, yeah. yeah. But in terms of like, um, and I, I'm not sure if sure even like in what we're talking about right now, whether or not um culture has anything to do with it Mm -hmm. um but being a man on the streets versus being a woman on the streets just hearing like you say that at one point or other you're going to get punched in the face like i've just been dealing with a lot of moments of men threatening me on the street in the last like let's just say the last week but maybe yeah yeah like here um, in germany mm -hmm. oh shit yeah it happens it happens uh like they're they're very sort of sexually oriented um threatening uh actions done by men that are strangers i'm sorry to hear that that's crazy yeah it's it's like it's it's normal sadly it is normal here Um, in germany is normal yeah 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 and they do in english or they do in german like uh all these cunts haven't spoken any language to me actually did Um, it make sounds they made sounds yeah they made sounds like uh like the like like staring okay so there was this guy like it's often on the street or it's in public transport. And um, wow. so in like public spaces. Yeah. And uh, I had this one guy um, sitting like um, across the aisle from me, one seat ahead mm-hmm. of me. Um, like I was on my phone and watching a video of like from a comedy show, like figuring out stuff. And I, I could see in my peripheral, this guy kept turning and staring at me. And then when I looked up, I... And he, he looked again and he was doing something with his face. And so I, I stopped the sound on my right. earphones and then saw him. And he was looking down at my crutch. Now, I was wearing jeans and my bag was sitting on my lap, right? So there was nothing to see. Yeah. But he was staring in the direction of my crutch and making noises like... And I, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, when I heard him do this, I was like, I, I, I yelled at him in German. I was like, what? Like, what are you looking at? Like, fuck off. Yeah. And um, I actually don't think I said fuck off. I was like, I was like, was, was magst du? Um, uh, yeah, like, uh, her auf, like, st- like, like yeah. stop, you know? Yeah. And, um, and then, uh, and then, yeah. And then I sort of, 
continued to just be like, okay, what the fuck do I do now? And it wasn't that late at night. And the bus was like getting slowly, slowly emptier and emptier. And I was like, what do I do? And he sort of had stopped looking, but then he started again looking back. And I was like getting closer to home. And then the bus driver's like, all right, final stop, everyone get off. And I'm like, this isn't my stop. And so I had to get out of the bus stop at like fucking midnight or whatever. And this fucking creep is like bouncing around on the street near the tra- the bus stop. And I'm like, fuck what I did. And I was like, okay, I'm going to call a car. And I call a car and then I get in the car and I was just so fucking angry at mm-hmm. how threatening this dude was. And he's just this total fucking psycho loser, right? Yeah. Like just a fucking piece of shit. And I just come from, you know, it's always that, that contrast when you've just come from having this very empowering night where you've, you know, like maybe produced a really great show and right. had really good feedback and everyone appreciates you and respects you. And you've created a space for other people that's been good. And then you get onto a bus and all of that could just be fucked over and ended by one cunt who just wants to, you know, like rape and murder you, you know, yeah. you don't know. And it made me, it just, but what was cool, what I, what I realized once I got in the car, I'm like, actually, it was really great that the bus made us all get off because had I stayed on the bus, then that dick could have followed me directly yeah. home, you know? So the, 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 that was actually, I was like, that was actually maybe like a little God move there. Like, I'll take that. <laughs> but, um, but, and then like other moments where I'm just walking on the street and some guy like makes noises at me and then like I stop and he, like I, I turn around and he's stopped and he's staring at me and he still stares at me. And then he looks like he's going to follow me. And oh, I just have like wow. a lot of these moments. And, um, and so like, yeah so I don't know like just dealing with that level of, of bullshit like I, I would totally prefer getting punched in the face by some <laughs> like I would and I've always I've always said like on my bucket list is like being in a fucking fight and I want to I want to get punched in, like I want to get proper punched in the face like, wait yeah <laughs> there's a lot in there <laughs> oh shit my brain uh spit yeah <laughs> My empathy uh, thermostat is like on high, and he's a punch in the face, like, like, whoa, what? Uh, huh? Oh shit. Um, okay. So thanks, right. thanks for the empathy. I yeah, yeah, no problem. But let's unpack it since we're here. Yeah, so you yeah. want to get punched in the face? Uh, so what? What? Like, paint the scenario. Like, would it be like just a street fight? Would it be mm. like you know, in a in a restaurant? Like, would it be in a bar? Like, how would you like? How would you yeah. want to? The way I want to get punched in the face. By the way, regarding the um all that bullshit with like strange men, like stranger mm. men, um, I am gonna take uh like a self defense course. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Like this month, I'm going to organize that. I'm also going to start boxing as like my secondary um, fitness thing oh, over the winter. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm 100% on board with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. why not? Why not just feel like I can if it comes to it? Like yeah. I got some moves and I've got the strength and I've got the confidence to just be like, oh, yeah, you want you fucking and like, you know, obviously try to avoid these situations. Mm-hmm. But worst com- push comes to shove, I, I will have some level of experience and confidence in defending myself. Oh, 100 percent on that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But um, but yeah, the, the mad like the the ideal scenario of how i get punched in the face right uh defending defending a friend and uh and like 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 defending a friend and then being in a fight Mm -hmm. against someone who's like trying to fuck with a friend Mm. and uh and then uh getting punched in the face yeah but hopefully like i I, i'm able to like get some in there as well of course of course you want to win yeah you don't want to yeah you don't want to get punched in the face but i want to get punched in the face and then stomped out right (laughs) 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 it's like okay you got some uh trauma to unpack uh 
Hopefully you still got your therapist on speed dial. Yeah. No, no. But like if I get into that fight and then I wake up in a hospital, then it'd still be for a good cause. You know, like I don't want to be like randomly punched in the face. I'd like it to be that like some shit was going down and I got involved to like protect someone. And then that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Again, sucker punch is not fun. No, no. I've been told that I shouldn't want to get punched because it's going to fuck up. Like I won't be able to use my jaw for a while because of comedy and that'll be bad. Uh... I don't know how it is now. I mean, that's a good point, but um, damn, because it's been a while since I got punched. No, actually, uh, last time I got punched in the face was like, I think during like a class or whatever. It's not even punch. It was like more like hit or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, it was more kind of like uh, either somebody jabbed their finger in my eye or kind of like, you know, hit me too hard. But mm-hmm. when you when that happens, it's almost like you, your brain has been used to that type of input. So, like, it only, you, you don't even get phased. Like, sometimes, you know, I play basketball or whatever, and, like, somebody might, like, check me or whatever. I weren't, yeah, last time I played basketball, somebody, like, like you know, and I, like, was bleeding. I was like, all right, come on, let's go. Everyone's like, Yo, you good? You bleeding? I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. You know, passing ball, this and that, blah, blah, just going. Mm-hmm. I got hit before. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm not saying that it should happen but it will it just like as, especially as a dude like it's just gonna happen like mm-hmm. you know yeah, i was playing basketball i got punched in the face and it's kind of like imagine if i never got punched in the face that happened i've been like i'm like <gasps> oh stop the game oh this is a foul i'm gonna sue you like you know you're gonna sue somebody on a foul like come on like you come know, on it's just, chill out it's what it is. um so when like your earlier memories of like have you been punched in the face that often or actually not as often as my friends you know so i grew up in a, a grew like I, the area i grew up was not as rough in, in today's term it is still rough mm-hmm. but like, i have friends i have friends and family that grew up in rougher areas so like okay. you know getting punched in the face that was like common like you getting you just getting the fights was like a lot so it was actually interesting i would i would say me personally not a lot mm-hmm. in comparison to my friends where they got hit all the time like i mean getting you know getting jumped x y and z you know they get into fights a lot mm-hmm. you know so i was just one of those people where i just like knew how to just like kind of maneuver um you know, basically, I'll just talk it out. Either I'll, either I'll talk mm-hmm. it out or I'll just be kind of like, yo, like, all right, like, where do you think this is going to go after this? Like, so I'll be that type of person. Yeah. And say very, you know, like, so somebody be like, oh, why are you blah, blah? I'm like, I did it because you said something stupid, right? So that's why. And I'll break it down. They'll be like, yeah, man. I mean, yeah, that is a good point. You know? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, that was kind of stupid. I'm like, yeah, look, we all do stupid shit, right? So, like, you yeah. know, like, relax, this and that. Yo, yeah. the corner store's still open. Let's go get some food. And like, oh, why? Right, yeah, you know. <laughs> that's that's adorable. Yeah. Um, out of interest, where where are these areas like like uh, rougher areas and like where you grew up? Specifically, where were these places? Yeah. So um, so I grew up in uh Jersey, in New mm-hmm. Jersey. So um, the area where I was in, it's, it's called Ewing, and it's like basically in Trenton, Trenton, New Jersey. Uh huh. I only say that because I know some people they got like a little thing where it's like, oh no, you from Ewing? Oh, you from Trenton? It's like, basically, it's the same shit. Okay. Yeah. Where I lived was I lived right on the border of like the bad neighborhood so okay uh which one's the bad one so bad one is trend okay yeah trend is yeah trend has been on like you know murder capital of the united states or whatever so it's really like, yeah bad shit bad okay. yeah very bad and it's still bad you mm-hmm. know like very bad ewing is like better but like now it's kind of like trend people coming into ewing and like it's, okay. it's bad and where i live was literally right on the border of trend Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. So, like, it was enough to where if you want to go to the store, you're going to meet some, you know, trained people. Or, like, they might come into my side of the neighborhood and then, you know, do something. What's informing the the violence or the, the, the bad people activity? <laughs> What's, I mean, just, I guess... Is it like, is there a lot of unemployment or is it like, uh, um, like, is it gang stuff? Or I have no idea. I mean, it did become gang stuff later on, but mm. it was more like just... 
that's a good question though. I don't even know. It was just more of uh just the times, you know, like okay. where um you know a lot of people was outside and maybe there was like maybe opportunities wasn't there. Mm-hmm. You know, drugs was definitely around, so you okay. had that going on. You okay. know what I mean? But like I think as younger kids or whatever, even up to teenage years, it was just a matter of just like. Hey, I'm bigger than you. I mm-hmm. want that shit. I ain't got it. So like, it was just kind of mm-hmm. like off of just or just bored. Yeah, bottom. You know, some I, I where I had a group of friends. One time I was walking, and some dude, I guess he was like drunk or whatever. One of my friends just came and just punched him right in the face, and we ran. I'm like, why'd you do that? He's like, ah, you know, I just. I was like, yo, bro, what the? That's the last time I hung out with him. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like, why would you just hurt someone? Why for would no you reason? do it? So you had these, you know, so you had that too. Yeah. You know, people just wild. So yeah, I, you know, it was probably a lot of different factors, but definitely it was uh, mm. crazy. So yeah, okay. So you, um, you are a. Um, unique soul in the berlin environment Thank with you. your uh with many things but i was gonna say regarding your approach to drugs you're not you're like drugs don't make sense no nah, i mean they make sense but i don't do it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i see why especially uh staying here for a bit i'm like all right i see why people do fucking drugs i'm not even mad at you like you do drugs you do drugs you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Do you drink alcohol? Yes, I do. You do drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Well, that's a, that's a drug. Yeah, you know, I drink. Yeah, I, you know, I got my specific type of alcohols that I drink. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, I got my tequila, my scotch, my whiskey. You know, mm, certain yum, beers. Yum, 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 yum. You know, so like, I do enjoy that, mm-hmm. and I guess I'm, you know, it's one of those things where like I don't feel like I need it all the time, but yeah. when it's there, like I, I'm actually like appreciative. Like, oh, good scotch, Glenfiddich. Oh my god, this mm-hmm. is gonna be a good. Like deep talk, we're gonna have around the table. Mm-mm-mm. Tequila, oh, that's gonna be a fun time, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, did you drink uh, from when you could drink, or is it something that you started doing later in life? Yeah, definitely later. I would say mm-hmm. like probably age twenty two, twenty three. Oh yeah, because the states it's not legal until twenty one. Yeah, but, but some people okay. still drink like early. It was just one of those things where I mm-hmm. didn't, and then I remember. Yeah, I think my first drink was like Tangeray with like orange juice. It was like in uh, uh, college. Okay, well, maybe not with the orange juice, but still, like, Tanqueray is nice. Yeah, it was uh, gin and juice, as we call it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, you gin- gotta do the Snoop Dogg thing, right? Gotta do it, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I remember drinking that and being like, Snoop, what the fuck is up with you, gin and juice, <laughs> lay back. <laughs> Hey, okay. Check you out. And the barrels with the okay. I was cringing so hard as I did that. Tactical references. Ooh. Okay. Got the culture in here. Woo. Oh man. Ah. You know, why why not, right? Why not? Why not flex, right? Why not? Why not? No, that's not flexing. I was like shitting on Snoop, so I thought I'd at least pay homage by by showing that I I know the songs. Yeah, you know, that's good. Yeah, 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 you've been around, you know. Oh, oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, and how old are you? You're... I'm 34. You're 34. Okay, yeah. yeah. I'm three years old. Are you 34? We're almost at the end of the year. When's your birthday? Uh, September. Okay, so you're 34. So mm-hmm. I am three years older than you. Three years? Aha! Uh-huh. I mean, in this day and age, I feel like, uh, especially now, it's like, especially in big cities, like age, you don't even really sense it. Like, nah, it's, I think it's it's yeah, it's only relevant if people seem to find it relevant, and if people like I don't know, like there are some people who um, 
Yeah, who like uh, the dickheads are dickheads, and if mm-hmm. you're a dickhead and you're like young, like, even if you, okay, if you're young and you're like trying to tell people how to do things, mm-hmm. and then yeah. if you're old and you're trying to tell people how to do things, you're still a fucking dickhead, right? But yeah. like if you're if you're able to treat everyone with respect and uh, and engage with like not showing that you, you know you think you know everything and asking questions instead of like assuming things, then age is irrelevant. Yeah. And I feel like when you do something you love too, or something where it like kind of energizes you, you mm-hmm. it almost like you don't feel it, and other people don't even sense it either. It only yeah. it becomes non-relevant. So yeah. look how many people that are like we see their age, and you're like, yo, you how old? Even though they've mm-hmm. been in show business for a long time, mm-hmm. like a Samuel L. Jackson. Somebody hear him like he's like in seventy. You're like, yo, what? He's he's seventy, and it's like, bro, he, he's been around since the eighties, and he was old in the eighties. Morgan yeah. Freeman. Morgan Freeman's ninety years old. Yeah, yes, he had. He's great, ninety now. I think so. Fucking hell, yeah. I'm yeah, surprised he's, he's still not a hundred years old because he's been in the game. Like he's been in the game a long. He time. came in early '90s, still gray hair. So like, yeah. imagine you you still shocked like, oh, he's eight. Whoa, he's eight. What? Yeah, no, no, no. You know, it's so, it's so true. It's so true. And it's also very. It's also good to remember that um, all these like so many people got famous later in their life. Yeah. We need to remember that because it's like, there's a, what is it like, no, like most people, most authors don't get famous before 40, wow. for example. I did not know that. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I know that's about authors for sure, but mm-hmm. a lot that it's like, it's, and usually, you know, you might be a, a child actor or you might get famous early, but sustaining that is a very different thing to having worked towards and on a craft and then getting recognized later. And then already, like at that point when that happens, that means you've got this whole history that supports you maintaining that momentum and staying, I guess, kind of relevant and important to the industry because you you are experienced. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like also fame won't affect you as bad when you, you know, because you've just been around, you know shit, you know yourself. You'd be like, all right, like, yo, mm-hmm. sleep becomes more important. So you're going to be, you know, going out your mind, you know, yep. like at three, four o'clock in the morning as often. Totally. Right? Yeah. Totally. Like, I think anyone who gets really famous in their early 20s, like, that's got to be so hard to sustain because you haven't figured out your relationship with substances. It's true. You know, you haven't yeah. figured out your sense of self, so how people can take advantage of you. Oh, my God. You yeah. don't know how to manage your money. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> blowing your money on fucking McDonald's or what, out here, donor, <laughs> or whatever the fuck. Just eating donor fries, whatever the fuck, you know. Yeah, just not looking yeah. after your health, though, Never well. eating salad, you know. I'm yes. like, yeah. Exactly. Like, sleep, health, um, people around you that support you. Like, it just must be, must be, like, good on, like, you know... I don't, it's not that I'm trying to pity people that get famous young, but it's like, Mm -hmm. but it's like, that's a tough, like, yes, it's what they want, but that's tough, man. Very fucking difficult. Yeah. I think there's not enough empathy. I think most people judge them with jealousy as opposed to going, Ooh, that's a lot to manage at that age. Right. It's nice. The good thing they're still alive. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, I start eating salad into like my mid to late twenties. What is that? That's yeah. crazy shit. Salad, like yo, I literally, I used to look at people eat salad. I'm like, yo, you're a bunny rabbit. Yo, are you serious? Like, we're in America. I guess this is my immigrant like mindset coming. Out. I'm like, yo, we're in America with infinite amounts of meats with rice and everything. I'm about to eat salad like this with no meat. That's crazy, but like yeah. Now I'm I eat like, salad. Now I'm a, I'm a, I don't know. You got it. You know, in the states I, you got sweet green, sweet green. That's shout out to sweet green. Very good. I've I've you witnessed know. you eating salad, so I will corroborate the story. There you, you do. Go. 
you do eat salad um but i um I, yeah i do worry about the state like yeah like i was brought up with such a i don't know i think the food culture in australia is very quite health at least for my in my yeah. family culture right but like mm-hmm. i've met a lot of people from the states and it's like how did you not get told to eat vegetables like how is that not being considered a and then the number of people from the states who talk about the quality of food in the states and how oh, once yeah. they come to europe they're like holy shit like what i eat in the states makes me sick when i come here i'm eating veg like come to europe or whatever i'm eating vegetables and i can actually taste them or i'm eating like bread and it's actually i don't know not filled with stuff but yeah but i don't know yeah oh my, i mean bread i was just talking about it like with bread mm-hmm. i can eat a piece of bread and like a little bit of butter and be satisfied for like hours mm-hmm. like and and be okay yeah. and i would tell people and be like, oh yeah that sounds like a good meal but i go to america they're like oh my gosh did you turn into a peasant like yeah. what what's going on do you need are you broke do you need money like yeah i have food if you need food <laughs> bread and butter are you serious <laughs> Is everything okay? Do you have a job? Like, <laughs> that's like, you know, we, we have so much shitty food that even food that's supposed to sustain you and has sustained people for centuries, right? Mm-hmm. That it's, it's looked at as like, you know. So what's the considered, like, what people should be eating then? Or what you brought up with as an idea of what you should be eating? Just like meat and <clears throat> rice or? Um, I guess this is it's twofold. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, me being, um, you know, so uh, immigrant culture, most, both my mom and dad, um, Liberian. So, like, you okay. know, I was the first, first born in America. So a lot of the food was just a lot of carbs and a lot of meats. And, I mean, you had, like, some vegetables, but it was, like, basically soaked in oil, basically. It was just, mm-hmm. like, stewed with the meat, mm-hmm. oil, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's a good diet if, you, if you're if you working constantly. If you're physically doing – like, if you're doing uh, – if you're – doing demanding physical things right yeah yeah yep. so um when you're here in america you have you're sitting down mostly and then also the food quality is not as good mm-hmm. so you're eating a lot more of that food yeah so that was like my diet for a while that mm-hmm. and um boxes of cereal milk yeah um <clears throat> also um what else cookies oh cookies that was a- <laughs> Cook? Like a, that's like a, f- a solid food item in the in the diet. Cookies. What? Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Cookies? Really? Cookies was a fucking problem. Really? If you had a box of cookies, know that half to uh, uh, two thirds of it is gonna be gone when I leave. Really? Yeah. What kind of cookies are we talking? Oh my god! We talking about Oreos, <laughs> Lorna Dorn or whatever. Uh, you know, vanilla wafers, uh, regular chocolate chip cookies, even the shitty kinds that are like cardboard or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll make that work. Mm-hmm. Don't, I don't even need the milk. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll finesse that. You know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah. I used cookie to, fan. Cookie. I used to eat cookies religiously for a long time. Mm-hmm. It, like there's cousins of whatever used to make fun of me that like I used to eat cookies a lot. Like for me not to eat cookies now is like a it's like anything is possible. <laughs> like That's beautiful. Like, you, you can change your life at any point. Like look at my story. <laughs> Hell you. Yeah, I feel the same with alcohol. Uh yeah, like that's a big that's a big change. Oh, but you don't drink, right? Uh, yeah, and I like I love like I love whiskey, I love beer, I love all that stuff, but mm-hmm. like I I've had enough of it in my life and I can still drink alcohol free beer and like that's I still love that um, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah and I love the smell of a good whiskey like a really peaty single malt or like uh, the smell of vodka I still really like it but I just yeah I just don't want the effect anymore and I don't I don't need to do that but mm. you didn't get a nickname like cookie cookie 
Um, cookie it was, monster. It was just like, yo, yeah, don't eat the cookies. Nya, That's what it was. It's like, yeah, so they walked in, yo, they, don't eat the cookies. And I still would do it anyways. Can I ask the, the most uh, incorrect thing to ask? Sure. Uh, what, did you have weight problems because of the cookies? Nah, surprisingly not. Wow. So I was just like, I don't know. I guess maybe uh, definitely genetics, I would say that. Yeah. But then also, I was just very active. So, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. always playing basketball, running around, mm-hmm. riding my bike for like, you know, fucking hours until like the night, you know, mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. daytime to nighttime. Yeah. So I was always just active. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was always like a bigger uh, kid, like, but I wasn't by any means. You never, like, the cookies didn't show. Nah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know how, because like I stopped. The cookie problem got solved probably in my mid twenties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when I start being like, I right. like no. Actually, I'm lying. Probably like twenty seven. Okay, what was the catalyst? Like, how did it come that you decided okay. to re evaluate it? So the reason why I stopped eating cookies a lot was because of the hot. I, so basically, um, anytime I go to the doctors, they would check my blood pressure, mm-hmm. and it would be high. So okay. um, they would be like, hey, you know, you got to kind of, it's pretty high. Like, you got to watch out. And I'm like, ah, you know, that time I had like six pack, this and that, whatever. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm in shape. I'm, you mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm working out. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm, you know, whatever. Yeah. But then that happened every time I went to the doctor's for over a year and got to a point where I wasn't even at a doctor's. I was at, like at some other thing and it just happened to take my blood pressure. And it was like, hey, um, this shit is pretty high. Like, yo, like you should not, it should not be high for a person your age. Mm. And then it kind of went through a rabbit hole of where I had to wear like a monitor, a blood pressure monitor Shit. around my arm. And it, it just took a blood pressure uh, recording every hour mm-hmm. for 24 hours mm-hmm. because it basically was like, hey, either we need to see you got, if we got to switch your diet or we got to put you on medication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So luckily it was just my diet. Mm-hmm. And it was like, hey, you got to stop drinking coffee. You got to start you know, drinking too much alcohol or like sweet food or, mm-hmm. or just like salty food. Mm-hmm. So then that kind of just started this um, this rabbit hole of me just like gaining a uh, uh, control over the, like these things. Yeah. Yeah. So that's okay. kind of what happened. That's great. Like it's bad that you had high blood pressure, but it's great that yeah. you like you were just I'm, able to fix it with diet. Yeah. yeah, I'm good now. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I've been lucky. I haven't. I used to have extremely low blood pressure. Um, oh wow. Yeah, like problematically low blood pressure, so I'd faint quite often. What? Yeah. Yeah. That was in my um, teens and my twenties. Oh um, wow. I had like all these instances where I fainted in public places. And, oh like, my god! Wake really? up and I'll be like, oh fuck. <laughs> What was the craziest place that you fainted in? Like, yeah. what was the place where you're like, just like, what? I'm glad I'm like not <laughs> harmed. Or yeah, this one was pretty bad. This, um, <laughs> I was on the tram in Melbourne, and um, and I could feel myself. I was getting, I was getting hot, and I was feeling myself like my vision was starting to go. And I was standing in the door, in the doorway. So on the trams, that's similar to here. Um, but the thing is, this was one of the older version trams in Melbourne where mm-hmm. it has steps to go down off the tram. Mm. And so like, oh. it's like you're elevated and then there's steps to get down onto the onto the, the roadside. Mm-hmm. And uh, luckily this was actually at a, a stop that had a platform as well. So it wasn't then a big drop between the last step and the road. It was, there was a platform there. But basically... The tram went around the corner to to get to the stop, and um, I was standing in the doorway, and I um, stand in the doorway, and I passed out, and then I woke up and I was on the ground. So I'd passed out and then fallen, like fainted, and then fallen down the stairs, and then fallen out onto the street when the doors opened. Fuck! <laughs> what the 
Fuck, yo. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And woke up, like, came to, and all these people were, they were like, they were so worried because they'd watched it happen. I can't even imagine how bad it looked. And, uh, and one of the women, one of the women that was there was just like, you have to go to the hospital. Like the way you fell out and fell onto the, onto the ground. And she's like, you probably are concussed and, uh, you need, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I was meeting my mom. She, we were going bridal dress shopping. My mom was getting married. This was in 2006. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. And so the thing is back then I was smoking cigarettes and, and this actually, and then, yeah, um, I finally stopped smoking cigarettes mm. in like December 2021. Oh, congrats. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, I'd, I'd, I'd stopped so many times in my life, but I basically started when I was 21 and uh, stopped when I was 30. What is it for? Mm -hmm. uh, 35, technically. And um, not technically, actually. And then <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. At least, you know, accurately. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At least you remember that. Yeah, yeah I do. I do. But um, my, my blood pressure was always like in my teens, I, I had these things. But with this occasion, when I was on the tram um, for breakfast, I just had like a coffee and a cigarette. Oh. And then I had another cigarette at, at the tram stop and then gotten onto the tram. And then as the temperature got hotter and it's often in hot temperatures after I've smoked a cigarette, mm -hmm. even though in my teens before I started smoking, I would faint. But yeah, that would be often when I fainted. So actually. Wow. Um, I was all right in the end, but like, uh, didn't have concussion, but, um, I was living with, uh, a German comedian here, Alex Upatov. Shout out to Alex. Have you met him? No, I haven't. Okay. He's, he's more active on the German scene. He's a, he's, a, he's like the head writer for Comedy Central Germany. Oh, nice. And, um, yeah, Deo lives with him. Um, yeah. and, oh, uh, yeah, Deo okay. lives in my old room and, oh, um, yeah. And, uh. And Erica was living in that room before me. So if you know Erica, anyway, the little, the little, oh, the, the sure. y'all connected. That's, yeah, that's dope. Yeah. Yeah. This community's yeah. Tight. But, um, but I was having breakfast, uh, in the kitchen with Alex one morning and, uh, before I went to my nanny job and it was like, I don't know, I think it was like midday or something and we're just eating breakfast and then we're having coffee and I smoked, smoking a cigarette and then I wake up. <laughs> And Alex is in front of me and he's like, oh my God, I was so worried. And I, he was talking to me and apparently I just yeah. passed out. What? <laughs> like I just fainted in my chair whilst he was, and he looked up and I was just completely out. And he was like trying to wake me up for a while. And you wasn't waking? No, I was. Oh I was, I God. Completely yeah. fainted. Is uh, this dude a white dude, black dude? White dude. Oh, oh my. Yeah. If I was a black dude, you fainted like that. I was shaking. You wasn't waking up. I'm like, oh, my visa <laughs> is fucking gone, y'all. Right. Oh, damn. They're going to think I fucking concussed this girl over here. Right. Right. <laughs> this black man has superpowers. He, Super, can... he just, he just, he just black magic to her. Um. Shit. Yeah, wow. that was yeah. He was really worried, and it freaked me out too because it was like I was in good health. I was like, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, just it really, yeah, that one really oh, freaked me out. I was just like, shit. it just was so quick, and I was completely out. And then it was like, all right, well now I'm gonna ride my bike 40 minutes in the heat to go to my nanny job. And then I was like, okay, maybe I'll catch the train. Wait, and so you, um, you, during this time you was riding your bike too. Yeah. And yeah. did you ever like so you don't pass out when you ride your bike? No. You in motion, I guess. Yeah, never, 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 never. And I think that's that's yeah, like because there's air yeah. and there's movement and it's wow. fine. Wow, you know how good your friends are to still stick around with you, like <laughs> just you passing out and shit. Like if you did that, like I would have to question how valuable you are as a friend. Why? Right? Because like think about it, you you ready to go night out in the town, right? Mm -hmm. Like you know y'all getting ready X Y and Z, mm -hmm. and then you pass out. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like, all right, maybe you have too much to drink. I get it. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. But imagine this is the fifth time this is happening. I'm going to be like, yo, let's just grab coffee. And then that's as far as the fun we're going to have. <laughs> because we ain't about to be standing in line for a club. And then you start passing out. It never happened that regularly, though. Like, it really, I could probably count on two hands how many times I actually fainted. But, oh, all right. So, it, was so like, it wasn't like all the time, but it was like uh, maybe like three times before I was officially an adult. And mm-hmm. then maybe like in my 20s, maybe like um, three or four times, maybe. Okay. And then like in my 30s, I guess only that one time. So like not all the time, but just like. When it happened, it was like, whoa, okay. Yeah, and it was because I was told it was because of my low blood pressure. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. <clears throat> that's Okay, that's good that you mentioned that because like I had an assumption that was like a very often. Like, okay, no, so no, no, no. I'm not saying that's better, you know, but... No, 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 but it's, uh, it, yeah. it is better. Like if yeah, it was like yeah, a yeah. regular... Pro- like I was just this fainting person. Like, yeah, no, no, that would be... Yeah, that would like, be how did you survive? Great. Like, you Ryan, know, you should write a book if that was happening. How did you keep a job? Yeah, <laughs> for real, yeah. Up, oh, she's gone again, fuck. Yeah, it's like, ah, all right, you know, take the kids out the room, you know, put a sheet over her head until she's ah. awake, you know. No, it never happened at any of my jobs, actually. Um, mm. Yeah, which is interesting. Um, I'm just Damn. trying to, I'm just like scanning through, like never at work. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, you, okay, so that's good. Yeah, 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 all good. And it just seems to, I think not smoke, I think smoking was the catalyst for any of the times in my 20s or mm. any, or heat, just like a sunstroke, like mm-hmm. if I've had too much sun, then it can happen. But yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't talked about that actually. That's funny. My wow. my fainting phase. Damn. Uh, yeah. We all have phases, right? You nah. know, you fainted and shit. You know. Yeah, yeah you so. had your fucking high blood pressure from cookies. There you go. Yeah, like a dumbass. You need to fucking just clear out a whole <laughs> box of Oreos within a day and a half, two days. Uh, Not sometimes a day or a day and a half. How many is in a box? I don't know what a box uh, of Oreos looks like. So that's like, uh, is it uh, maybe thirty-two? 32 cookies. 32 yeah, cookies. That's, that's, solid. Like, that's a lot. I, I used to grip. This is how I used to grab cookies. I used to grab it like this or whatever. Like this right here. Yeah. So you could feel so like we're about. So a handful. That's like one, two, three, four, five, six. Like six. Six cookies. Yeah. That's That was my original. I don't. I don't. Like I'll grab one. But that's like I'm basically playing around myself. That's like foreplay to my own like, you know, <laughs> gluttony. Right. I'm just like. <laughs> and I'll do this like five more times within a minute. And it's like, all right, what am I doing? Grab the. Fucking hell! Yeah. And then, but with those six cookies, you would just eat one at a time. Yeah, you... like literally, just okay. like 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 peanuts, you know. But like in my and, hands, so I just wow, like, you know, that's uh that's a high intake shit. A lot. I used, I'm talking about that was. I don't know how I don't have diabetes. I really don't. Well, it's good that you stopped. Maybe if you continued, you would have had. Yeah, like uh, I should. I should be missing a foot right now. Jesus. I'm. I don't know how I'm not. So <laughs> shout out to working out and staying in shape or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, right. I, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised that like the liver and the kidneys are very, the liver is very good at rejuvenating itself. Mm. So I'm, I'm very like, it is good at it, but like still I have drunk a good amount of alcohol in my life and I've definitely, mm-hmm. my smoking, I was never too bad, but definitely like I was always rolling my own cigarettes, but there were. Is that better? It is a bit better. Like there's, le- there's you know arguably fewer chemicals in a mm, rolled okay. cigarette than a than a tailor-made cigarette right um and then i was i was always smoking 
pretty much always smoking rollies except in different countries. Um, oh, okay. Visiting or whatever. Uh, but yeah, so the, like the most I'd ever be smoking was like 10 a day, let's say. But that's still that's like, like a lot, you know? That's like in a pack? How much is in a pack? Like, Well, if I'm rolling, yeah, like 10 cigarettes would be maybe... A small like Yeah, very little. And like yeah. I was always roll like quite thin cigarettes as well. All so. right, so you, ma- you had a management on it. Kind of, kind of. But I think even like if you smoke, then you don't... You're not managing it because you should. <laughs> yeah, he's still smoking. Right? You shouldn't be fucking smoking, yeah. man. Like it's such a dumb fucking drug. Like it's the yeah. dumbest. Like I think smoking's the dumbest drug. Then alcohol, and then well, alcohol's a little bit more social, and weed as well. I think is a is a dumb drug. Oh, you don't smoke weed either. No, no, I stopped smoking weed in 2020. Wow, what what made you stop? Um, a few things. Um, I wanted to. I was. I had noticed that uh, it's also much like any drug. Actually, mm-hmm. um, I find any drug makes you doubt what you're doing. If you're, if it's like a very socially encouraged drug, mm-hmm. and you can do it when you're at work, mm-hmm. or um, like so, for example, before shows or even after shows. If it's really encouraged, then there can be moments where you're like, "Oh, would I have had a better situation if I hadn't?" been using that drug so Mm. like going up on stage after a beer uh, or like a few tokes of a joint Mm -hmm. if you bomb it's like was it the drug Mm. and i was like you know what i hate this uncertain like i hate this questioning this 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 doubting myself i just want to be able to I, i wasn't always drunk or stoned when i performed but i hated this thing of like ah did it affect, did it affect me? Mm-hmm. And then I also hated the fact that, um, particularly with the weed, it was like, I loved being stoned. So if I didn't smoke weed before a show, I wouldn't like, I'd be so excited to smoke weed after the show. And it's like, and so that would make me almost resent the thing that I fucking love, which is performing. Ooh, that is a, ooh, that is a vicious cycle. Is it, it, yeah, right. And then it also, it was like, okay, so I've got this folk, like, I've got this perspective on, um, I've got this concern on my performance life. And so like, I sort of had strategies around like dealing with weed, with comedy mm-hmm. before I stopped. Then I was like, okay, I'm creating all these rules about weed with comedy because I really value comedy. But what about my love life? What about my family life? What about my friendship life? Like, why am I creating all these rules for comedy, but don't I value all the other parts of my life? And why am I not taking the same care? Wow. Right? So, So I was like, I need to just stop this because I love being stoned, but it definitely impacts my sense of, uh, of confidence in my actions. Mm. And I want to feel confident in my actions. So I am going to stop this. I've done it enough. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that was why. Wow. That is, (laughs) nah, that's some deep ass. I never heard somebody had that strong of a reason to stop. That is, I never really thought about that, about how it adds a second, another layer of doubt. Mm. In terms of what's affecting your performance, that is mm. a very profound. Damn, damn, <laughs> that's some profound shit right there. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I get yeah. I don't know. That's um. Wow. That's my logic. So yeah, and that's also um also why I stopped drinking. Very much why I stopped drinking. Um, mm-hmm. but also because with alcohol like weed there's also a hangover and oh i oh my god do yeah. not have the energy like i do not i love living and i don't like it's the same thing of like you mm-hmm. wake up and the number of times i'll be like oh, i shouldn't have fucking drunk oh that extra drink yeah. or i shouldn't have 
And then because I'm open to other drugs as well, often we have uh, not weed, um, alcohol, like weed's long gone, but alcohol will be, will make me so much more open to doing other drugs if I hadn't planned to, like if it's just an average night, I would yeah. be like, all right, well, okay, yeah, I'll do a line of Coke, sure. Can yeah. I mean, yeah, why not? It's like, it's a Tuesday. <laughs> we don't need to have this crazy party tonight. What are you actually getting out of it? What relationships are getting strengthened right now? What are you mm. learning? How much fun are you actually having? And how much is this just like a, a waste of time and a distraction? And mm. at what point is the fun being stretched out without any um, ex- enlargement of quality or like like with mm-hmm. a reduction of quality. Like, you know, like how present are you? And if you lose memory when you drink, it's like, what the fuck was it all even for, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the alcohol, also the confidence around my actions. Uh, I'm very happy. Like, yeah, that's a big motivator as well mm. to stop, to not drink. That's the interesting thing you bring up in terms of like how you factor in the like the context of like even doing those things, right? Like, you know, all right, is it even fucking worth it? Like, mm. you know, sometimes like, you know, I'll grab a beer, this and that, whatever. But then, you know, as I've gotten older, it's been more like, all right, who the fuck are these people or this situation that I'm like drinking for? Like, you know, mm-hmm. especially when you're going to get a hangover or like, you know, mm-hmm. you you know, you drinking and then you, you know, you kind of look at the mirror. You're like, what the fuck am I? <laughs> you know what I mean? What like, am I doing? Like, yeah. what am I gaining right now? What is anybody gaining? But like, what, how much am I enjoying this? And how much of this is, how much am I going to, how am I going to feel about this tomorrow? Oh, yeah. I feel like that only comes with age, I feel like, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, you know, when, when you know, I've, part, I've partied a lot in my life and it's like, okay, so if I am going to go out and spend time with people, it's like, like, I'm, I'm conscious about, you know, I'm present. Yeah. And like, and like, okay, cool. This is great. This is great. And it's not about me. Um, it's not about judging people of, on whether or not they're worth my time, but it's mm. going... All right, this was this was a good interaction. This mm-hmm. was fun, and I spoke to this person. I spoke to this person, and we had a good, you know, loose chat on jokes or whatever, or love life or mm-hmm. whatever. That's nice. And then, sort of starting to wind down, and it's getting late, and it's like, all right, I could stay, or I could go home and have a good night's sleep now, and have had like a good social interaction, and and go home and feel happy in my decisions <laughs> yeah when you get that good sleep you ever you ever get that good sleep in the face of like where you can stay out longer and you wake up the following day you be like whoo damn i bet it right on my life okay absolutely or when you leave that person's house instead of staying the night with them and you're like oh my god so much better yeah you go back to sleep you wake up you're productive and shit you're like oh my god y'all almost missed this opportunity to like enjoy life at its highest level exactly it's 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 getting that sort of selective you know being a bit more selective in how you're spending your time and yeah yeah so yeah and so the drugs that i do take now are drugs that like you know i maybe if i do have like after a show and everyone's hanging out and getting a little bit wild mm-hmm. i'll take a little bit of ketamine or a little bit of cocaine but they're the kind of drugs that like you do one line and if you want to stay out you might do another but you're also like it's not the kind of drug that makes you want to do more of it Oh, really? No, not without alcohol is the drug that propels every other drug. Intra- you know, I always yeah. assume people that do uh, coke or whatever because it's like, what, such a short high out here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that like people do just a lot of it or something like that. But I guess the alcohol is probably like a main catalyst or mm-hmm. big catalyst of doing a lot more. Absolutely. If you're just doing cocaine sober, you'll do one line. You'll be like, "Woo, I'm awake and da 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 <laughs> And but because you're quite alert you will go okay well this has been good what's what's engaging my interest here that was funny do i want no 
I might go home. Oh, like, shit. I very rarely do more than one line of Coke. I very rarely do Coke, really. Like, mm-hmm. maybe not compared to, say, you. Right. But, like, I very, like, maybe I'll do Coke once a week or maybe once every twice a week. And it'll be, like, one line. And then I'll be like, yep, that kind of, like, sharpened me up, kept me present. And then uh, it brought wow. me, like, I could stay out a bit yeah. longer and be social. But then I'm, I'm done, you know? Like, oh, shit. I, just, I never heard somebody break down, like, their use like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, that's not bad. Not use, but like, you're, no, you're, no, you're, it, is part- you, it is use. Yeah, you, yeah. We use these drugs. Like, yeah. it's a very. I'm very. Um, what's the word? Like, like I'm doing this very consciously, mm-hmm. and like, there's a strategy to it. Right. Yeah. No, that's. A, I never. Yeah, that's crazy. I've been <laughs> assuming the whole time people that do cocaine just do a lot of that shit. Just kind of like I need more because that's that that high is short. But mm. um, that's interesting. I never really thought about that other side of it. You know. Yeah. Well, like, there's a lot of people that don't use it in a conscious like conscious cocaine use. Yeah, get fucked down. But like, <laughs> it's like you know, it's uh, that that is how I like. I don't think it's a an amazing like I don't think it's it's not my favorite drug and I yeah. and I don't use it that often but ketamine is a lot more like it loosens you up and maybe I'll have like two lines in a night when I'm socializing mm-hmm. but then like a lot of people like I've had dates and like also friends that are like oh but you get home and then you do another line don't you and you like to like feel a little bit out of control at home and I'm like no actually when I get home, I have no like after a night socializing, I get home, I don't want to do any more drugs. Yeah. I'm I'm enjoying having a cup of chamomile tea and wind and winding down and going to bed clear. Like right. I don't wanna I can't go to bed high. Like I don't I don't yeah, like that, going to bed high. Like I don't out of control in your own place yeah. after you come mm-hmm. home, like like I will, I will. Don't get me wrong. I will if I like. I talked about. Um, I wanted a, a whole night where I could just work on my website yeah. without any time restraints and like uh, and get it done. Like I absolutely took drugs whilst I was doing that to like feel engaged. <laughs> <laughs> this is what the people need to hear, you know? Because you know, sometimes this productivity shit is like all oh, about on your mind, isn't that? It's like nah, it's fucking drugs. You know what I mean? Well, like. Seriously, that's some that's that is some dry shit. Working out how to manage a soft like a manage a website building, you know, um, project like that's not my field. And like figuring it out, and it's like, what's gonna make this fun? Let's play some tunes. Let's do a little bit of ketamine, and like just do it in my own time. And get like not doing ketamine in order to lose control, but just to make it a bit more interesting. Yeah. And so like that night when I was doing it, yeah, I took maybe two or three lines. I was finished at four a.m. But there like, but like it made it kind of like a fun time. And I, you know, like I, I'm not wanting to go to bed high. Like I enjoy doing the activity a bit high, but like it's not about feeling out of control. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and you're productive, right? So at the end of yeah. the day, like, how harmful really was it? You know what I mean? At, at all. all, at all. And yeah, like, you got shit done. And there's no hangover with that shit, man. So really? it's just yeah. Like you sleep eight hours, you wake up, you're clear. Oh, I've been hearing this about ketamine that people mm. don't have hangovers or something. That's mm. why a lot of people do it. Well, the thing is, a lot of people get confused, though, because most people don't do ketamine without alcohol. And so ketamine's not going to remove the alcohol hangover. But if you do ketamine just by itself, Mm -hmm. you're not going to be hungover. No, there's no hangover to that. No. Wow, that's crazy. And also, like, after an hour, you will feel completely sober after a line. Like, you will. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, because, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. When I first got here and people were like, oh, I do ketamine. Like, ketamine in America is like is something crazy. Like, yeah. somebody said on ketamine, it's like, oh, bro, whoa, who brought this person? What, ketamine? 
oh shit this is an episode breaking bad what is mm-hmm. happening what mm-hmm. like you know but then now being out here in berlin and obviously you know the you know people do drugs different type of drugs and you know kind of seeing how they go about life you're like oh shit all right i guess my mind or my assumption about people taking drugs and how they're going to react is just has been flawed you know yeah, and it's being like maybe um, influenced by the media or like, oh, you know, like I educate my parents on, it sounds a little bit high handed, but like I am very honest with my and transparent with my parents about my drug use. And so, wow. Yeah, and um, it wasn't my plan to be like that, but my brother, <laughs> like when I was like 18, yeah, uh, we had a New Year's Eve weekend, my brother, my boyfriend at the time, and two other th- three other friends. And um, when we got back from that New Year's Eve weekend, my mom and spoke with my brother and my mom called me straight up and she was like, what are you doing buying drugs and giving them to your brother? My brother's five years older than me. And I'm like, I called my brother. I'm like, dude, what did you tell mom? And he's like, oh, that you uh, had pills and that we took pills. I'm like, dude. Oh, damn it. What the fuck? What are you doing, man? And so that, as, as much as that wasn't ever my plan, that started a really open discussion between my mom and me about Mm. drugs and what they actually do because she was all her information about drugs was informed by the media which is sensationalist as fuck and like not accurate and it's like if you do mdma you will get holes in your brain dude that's not how it works if you do insane amounts of any drug you will physically damage yourself but like it doesn't mean that like one pill is going to put holes in your brain. And so I spent, I've spent, you know, all of my adult life telling my parents about the drugs that I take and assuring them that I'm being safe mm-hmm. and explaining what the effects are and how I am careful about it. And yeah, like they've learned a lot, but like mm. I research drugs. Like I, I'm not going to take mm. drugs without knowing what the fuck they're about, you know? Right, right. So it's like. You know, the media puts out all these things and it's like, well, I wonder how much of this is informed by the fact that the government gets tax money from these drugs, but they don't get money from these drugs. Yeah. So what's influencing this level of, uh, of, of what's the word, like uh, terror and like fear mongering around certain drugs, you know? Yeah, all political, you know? Exactly. Yeah, look at uh fucking the opiate crisis, right? With the uh, you know Sackler family and uh, what's the name of the fucking um, pill, or whatever that had like uh, you know same remnants as uh, heroin. I forgot the name. Um, but, uh, I don't know, but I know that oxycodone. Yeah, oxycodone. Yeah, yeah that's like a huge thing. Yeah, oxy's. Uh, I haven't tried it. I'm super up for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you missed your uh, you missed your window because now I think they kind of like I don't know. Honestly, though, yeah. like um, oxy, like and all those ones that are um, kind of uh, what's the word for them? Um, what's the word? Like heroin based uh, uh, oh, opioids. Opiates. Okay, o- yeah. Opiates. Um, I don't really like the effect of an opiate. Like they usually make you quite sleepy. Yeah. It's not particularly social. You might feel euphoric, but you're not really with it. Right. And so I don't like. I don't like any drug that's that antisocial in that mm. in that way. Like, have you tried it before? Uh, unintentionally, I have tried. I have had some pills that have had like a bit of kind of heroin in them. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, because I've noticed how people are reacting and it's the same kind of reaction as what I've seen like Mm. heroin users. Yeah, you start leaning and kind of like, you know, like you got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I don't. And so I have consumed it incidentally, but um, yeah, it's never been something that I've wanted to experience. But but also the opioid opioid crisis in the States is just so fucking political and so fucked up, like how big pharma. Yeah. Has done that. I mean, now it's, it's places like eating, uh, like say in Philadelphia, where like literally like blocks are like filled 
Or you try to go to the train station, there's like mm. literally 50 people like on heroin, kind of like just like nodding and like, you know, this or whatever. Mm. These would be streets where you walk and you can see in a distance, like mm-hmm. what you're walking towards. Like you mm-hmm. see people, you like just, people just strung out. They're like zombies, man. Like heroin yeah. users look like zombies. And um, that is some unattractive shit. Um, yeah, and it's and it's cheap, so you know, people mm-hmm. can do it. And then like mm-hmm. once once you mainline it or basically putting it into your veins, that's it. That's a wrap. Well once you're yeah, once you I think the thing is there's uh, some great TED talks around addiction. I think we talked about this a little bit maybe like one of the first weeks like in the first month that we met. Oh, I remember this conversation yeah. probably uh yeah, yeah. Um I think it was at Medusa, but just about how yeah, like if you're wanting to be absent from an active life and you get to the point where you are mainlining heroin, then that is because that's the easiest way you can feel something that's enjoyable. So, of course, it's going to be addictive because, like, if you're already at that point, then, yeah, you're just looking for that that feeling and that, like, escape. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's I think, um, obviously, in goes hand in hand. Big Pharma giving out all these prescriptions and people accidentally becoming addicted to opiates. But also there's the the structural like um, social issues of people being open to being addicted to things because mm. they're not feeling good. And maybe that's because of a lack of like mental health care and, and like community sort of um, like sense of you know safety and community i don't know like i i'm not i'm no expert but like people get yeah. addicted to things if they lack community basically and they lack a sense of bond community bonding mm. i mean that's a good that's a that's a good point i think that's one that gets lost a lot i never mm. even like as you were saying i'm like oh shit yeah mental health and like you know some of these escapisms or whatever mm. like that is a fucking factor you know but that shows up in many things fuck yeah you know people move you know uh, to places and you kind of like, what are you doing here? Yeah, I just, yeah. you know, like, oh, you're you're running away from something. All right, mm-hmm. and <laughs> Berlin is a great city for that. Oh Holy my shit. god, yeah, you know, you got people. I don't know where, you know. I mean, I haven't been out here long, but I'm pretty sure people, you know, kind of do certain things. It's like, yeah, man, you want to do this and this night? Like, uh, nah, man, what you got going on tomorrow? No, nah, man, this is where it's at. He was like, this is where it's at. I mean, <laughs> come on, bro. It's like, <laughs> well, yeah, it, the weekend's over. Like, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. a lot of unhealthy drug use in this city. I'm assuming, so I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, but yeah, but we should wrap it up soon. Oh, yeah. um, okay. In the next few minutes. But is there any um, is there any topic that you were thinking about? I might just quickly throw out if, if there's anything that you want to bring up. Uh, in terms of what is anything, it? anything. If there was any topic that you were like, oh, I want to talk about this with Adam. No, nah, I mean we we talked. We went deep into some shit. So, we yeah. did. We did. Okay, so then I've got a couple of questions that are just more slightly on the adults only stuff. Okay, are you cool. dating in Berlin? Uh, yes. Yahoo! Yes, I'm dating. Yeah. Are you on the websites or are you like uh, hustling in the in the streets? I like the the websites. <laughs> <laughs> what is this eHarmony? <laughs> are you on the websites? Huh? <laughs> are you on MySpace dating? <laughs> did I say websites? Who, who's on your Who's on your top twelve on? <laughs> Oh did my, I, see, yes, did I say websites? You said websites. <laughs> Play this shit back. You just said websites? Yeah, nah. Apparently, I'm not dating right if I'm not on the websites. <laughs> I'm not on eBay, Kleising, whatever the fuck. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, www.nyalookingforlove.com. There you go. I have my own domain. Look for it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said websites. I'm going to I'm gonna stick with that. That's my new... Are you on the websites? <laughs> yeah, which one, huh? The websites. Has funny. anyone ever opened Tinder on a web, like on desktop? Oh, I think you're in a different type of pain. If yeah. You're on a website on, I don't like. I don't, I don't swipe. I click. 
I feel like if you click on somebody's profile, that's a different type of choice you're making. Right. Than swiping. Arrow keys. Yeah. I use the arrow Please keys. Please make this work. Please make this work. This needs to work. Please. <laughs> click cost per click on my Tinder profile is no. I um cost per click. <laughs> oh like, shit. Cost per click. No. Um oh, sorry. No, you're right, you're right. That's um, <laughs> so <laughs> cost per click. <laughs> oh shit. How would that be measured? That's a whole different story. Yeah, right? Right. Wow. And how do you so like last last little thing? So how would you how would you rate the the Berlin dating scene? Is it like because everyone talks about Berlin dating as being like mm-hmm. horrific or whatever? How long have you been here, and how do you how are you finding it? Like what yeah, are your so observations? I've, been, I've been here for a couple months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I got here uh, August. Mm-hmm. So um, you know I haven't really been like fully into it or whatever. But so far it hasn't been like crazy or whatever. I would say. From what I hear from other people, like a lot of Oprah relationship stuff or whatever, mm-hmm. and that's like a big thing. I thought it was a cliche or just like comics going through that, but like you know, just regular people would have like, yeah, open relationship. Like they have like literally a whole like. That's like you hear them talk. It's like a almost like a a, like a loose type of trauma or something. You're like, oh shit, all right, like Interesting. you know, like in terms of like if they're with it or not or something. Yes, like that. yes, you know? yes, yes. Usually it's people that are not that. Uh, you know are confronted with it multiple times mm-hmm. that like i hear that is a thing yep um and how casual it is is um actually interesting you know yeah there is a casualness yeah. uh to the berlin dating scene that's very much like yeah yeah but what would you how would you describe that because i can absolutely relate yeah um i mean again i haven't been confronted with it yet like you know so okay. It's just from what I hear from people, it's like a... Because at first I would hear it and people would be like, oh, you know, uh, this uh, what Ludwig or whatever. He had mm-hmm. like that thing about uh, his kink is, you know, uh, monogamy. monogamy. And like people are laughing. I'm like, well, I'm like, all right. And then like hearing people's com- uh, jokes or whatever about it, it was mm-hmm. like, is this, a, is this a comedian thing or whatever? Then mm-hmm. talking to other people, I'm like, oh, shit. So people just be coming, uh, you know, through the front door of like, hey, open relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, not even, you know... Not even trying to like finesse it a little bit or being like, hey, I was wondering. Yeah, let's have a conversation about yeah, it. It's like, hey, I'm, we're open now. It's like, oh, shit. Like, we're open for what? Business? <laughs> <laughs> I do wonder, though, also the apps do push you towards that. Like, I know Hinge, for example, um, will ask you, like, what relationship format form you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And so people can actually write that. So I don't know if that pushes people into having that in the conversation immediately. Mm-hmm. But I know I, I moved to Berlin like my I moved with a I'm never doing a monogamous relationship again when I moved to Berlin and right. like my the relationship I'd just come out of was not monogamous as well mm-hmm. um, and so my idea was like I'll never do monogamy and then the next all the relationships I had were monogamous oh wow for the first four years not because that was what I wanted but it was because what they wanted I was like okay we can give that a crack yeah um and uh and so when i moved here and those first five years i was just like fucking berlin all this talk that it's like non-monogamous all these people want monogamy right this is like they're just fronting right like this isn't an open you know ethical non-monogamy capital city it's 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 got all these people that have moved here from other places that have no idea about non-monogamy and they're not interested in it Mm, so i felt like i'd been um what is it like short um short change short change or something yeah interesting but it has since changed a bit and also i think i don't know and i've also just like educated myself a little bit more on the types of non-monogamy i want and so mm-hmm. the conversation's a bit different when i do have it mm. and I, yeah and i don't know i don't know but like um but definitely there's also a lot of people who straight up say no just monogamy yeah 
Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is, it's much more in the conversation, I think, in Berlin than other places, though. Like, yeah, because that was like one of the first couple things that I've learned, like not learned, mm. but people was telling me about it. Like a lot mm. of people be fucking this and that, drugs. So it was like, I was like, wow, really? Damn. I, this mm. is my first place I've been to that like that was the first things I heard about. You yeah. Know what I mean? It was yeah. like, oh, shit. Which, you know, again, like, you know, no judgment on it or whatever. No, you know no, what no. I mean? So. It's super interesting. Um, yeah. I, uh, hmm, I don't want to end it. I don't know. I... And the casualness is also interesting, but I've got a theory on the casualness of Berlin dating, and that is that the theory is that if you've a lot of the people that we're encountering have moved here from other places, right? Mm -hmm. Even Germans, you're not meeting many local Berliners, right? And so er most people you meet have decided to transport and like trans transfer their entire life to this city, and in this city. There's so many opportunities and so many things to do. So people are less likely to want to commit to something because they're still figuring out their own shit and they've finally got freedom and they're finally, you know, determining their own life. And so committing to a relationship, they're going to take a while before they're like, yes, that's because they're they've already chosen to do something that's difficult and very selective. And so they're also mm. going to be selective in committing to someone romantically i think mm, that's a good point maybe that's my yeah. that's my look or everyone's just like fucked in the head and on drugs <laughs> <laughs> well you know that is definitely a factor too as we've um as we've seen and also discussed <laughs> sick all right well let's wrap this up it's been super fun um where can people find you yes uh you guys can find me on instagram on tiktok uh nyamin n-y-a-m-e-a-n on tiktok is the one at the end also, YouTube. Also, I have a podcast as well. I'd yes. love to have you on that uh, in the future. It's a uh, Third Culture Talk podcast. You can find that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and all that good stuff. And I'm doing shows out here in Berlin. So you can catch me around these streets of Berlin. Yes, your your uh, is it a staple a stable show or staple like of the wall the third culture um, comedy or is that, that just a one off? Yeah, just a one off. I would okay. like you know, but it's a one off. Um, yeah. But we you know we're looking for some venues, and then I have mm -hmm. something on Thursday at uh, Gallery Art uh, Lab Tour Two Eighteen. Mm -hmm. So um, you know that one is uh, more of an interesting type of comedy show. So come out and check that out. Check out Nya. Yes. Um, also check me out if you haven't if you haven't already. I love you guys. Uh, this has been Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Thank you so much and goodbye. Yes, thank you. Woo.